Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. Record. But we recorded a podcast called Impatient. And we actually had a special guest with us, Alicia Og, when we did it. And it's back in my podcast, if you want to listen to it. Um, it's actually called The Gift of Procrastination. And it's maybe like in the 30s or the 40s. And it's about procrastinating and how it's actually a good thing. And being impatient is a bad thing because we're not the ones in control anyway. And I am guilty of this and I'm sure we all are like we have we're all on here because we have something that we want to do we have something we want to create we have we have a career we want to excel at we want to feel fulfilled we want to dedicate our life to serving God to helping other people we all have the same message the same urgency in our hearts like we know that we're made for something more and you might be at a different stage of that. You might be at stage one of, okay, what is it that I'm created for? Or you might say like, I'm writing a book and I know what I'm created for. So depending on where you are, it doesn't matter. The message is still relevant to you. But when you're feeling impatient, like why am I not moving forward faster? Just really think, are you ready for the thing to happen right now? Like, are you ready for God to use you in the big way that you've been saying you want God to use you? If it's success that you're after and you're trying to build a business or grow a team or um, produce a book, oh, good, Tina, I'm so glad you're going through this right now. It, whatever it is, and you're like this urgency, like this quickness in you, like, oh, I just want it to happen. I don't think that you're ready for it to happen. Because if you were ready for it to happen, God would make it happen for you. And the same with me. So I want to be a public motivational speaker. I have this vision to sell out the MGM on a three-day soul revival weekend of just pouring my heart into women who are unfulfilled, helping them out of the valley, helping them into their calling. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, it keeps me up at night. I'm obsessed with it. It's all I think about. I just, I want to help people step into their calling and live this life. However, so I say that I'm ready and my prayer is like, God, come on, like bring things to me, make connections in my life where, where my podcast just blows up, where my Instagram just goes viral, where this book just comes to me and the Holy Spirit just writes it through me. And I want to get this done by September so that I can release it by January, when everyone is like new year, new me, and I can promote it. And I, I picture myself like being interviewed by like Tony Robbins and um, getting the word out there about this book that I wrote and a best-selling author and doing book signings and like flying to New York and reading sections of my book. And 
I have like all these visions and what I want. But when I was asked to be on a podcast today, hi, April, I was asked to, I'm doing an interview on a podcast today on the Boldly Courageous podcast. And I'm like literally terrified. <laughs> like I was like, yes, I'll do it. Let's go. I'm ready. And then it's like coming up. I booked it. I knew that it was August 10th and I'm like, okay, it's now the seventh. I'm like, okay, a couple more days. Okay. Now it's the eighth, two more days. Yesterday I was like, oh, tomorrow. And I just had this like dread, like, oh, what is this bad feeling that I have inside of me? Like, oh yeah, I have that podcast interview. And then this morning I woke up and I'm like, oh, I just don't want to do it. And in my head, I was just like repeating the same thing. Like, I don't want to do it. Oh my gosh. I wish I could cancel. Like just all of these thoughts, this negative feeling that's sitting in me. And I just realized I'm like, okay, I, I can't even do the podcast interview, like want to do it and feel good about it. How do I expect to sell out the MGM and do a three-day soul revival right now? Like, I'm clearly not ready to take the stage of 12,000 people that are staring at me and that are ready to hear my words and a show up for that because I can't even do a podcast without wanting to back out and feel fear. And what if I mess up? And what if I say the wrong thing? And what is the audience? And just overanalyzing and overthinking. And it just really got me realizing that we have this like, quickness in us. Like, I want the success. I want the success. But God is such a good God that he doesn't give us what we want because we're not ready for it. And he's like, I know that that's what's in your heart. I know that that's what you want to do. And one day, if it's in God's will, it will happen. But he's like, okay, first, let me warm you up. I got to get you ready to speak in front of 12,000 people at the MGM. I got to get you ready to start talking about your book. And so a lot of times we're just so focused on that end goal of, I want to be a best-selling author, or I want to be the top in my company, or I want to start this super successful business. But if you want to have this super successful business, or you want to have this big thing, like one of the things too, is like, we talk about building brands on Instagram, because it's great that you can be in contact with millions and millions of people that are your specific niche. But when my videos started blowing up and getting all of these views and all of these likes, you know what comes with a lot of likes and a lot of views? A lot of haters. In April, I saw someone hating on one of your, one of your things. That's like, this is so stupid. Why would you post this? Like, you will get that. And so if you aren't good with criticism and you aren't good with people hating on you, it's going to be really hard for you to blow up and go viral with your brand. Because that for me was so long. I had the approval of others. I needed people to approve of me for so long. And so when anybody said anything bad about me, it like ripped my heart out. And it's literally all I thought of for days and days and days. Like that's all I thought of. It crippled me. And so when I'm flying to New York and I'm reading excerpts from my book and I'm a number one best-selling author, don't you think people are going to rip me apart? 
don't you think people are going to take apart every word I write and say that that's not true and she isn't someone to listen to and look at her family and look at her and all of these things like I'm not ready for that I'm more ready than I used to be but I'm still not fully ready and so if you're praying that your video goes viral like come on I need a million views I need a million followers uh, like you might not be ready and yeah, April says you have to thank them for the engagement and know you're making it when they're hating. And like, I had a, like over a thousand likes on this video of Skylar. And I had this one comment of this person that was like, um, it was a reel that I posted and Skylar was singing um, Salt and Peppa Push It. And I wrote like, God gave me children to save my life and forever I've struggled with mental health and music has been my saving grace other than Jesus. And someone put in the comments, like, you're not a real Christian because you listen to this kind of music. Shame on you for teaching your children these devil lyrics and like this whole big thing. And I was like, you've, I literally commented. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, you've got to be kidding me. And they're like, I'm not kidding you. This is disgusting. You call yourself a Christian and you're listening to secular music. Like you're going to have the people that are going to hate on you. And if you're not ready for the hate, then it's going to ruin your confidence. Like you might have just be a person who's naturally super confident where you're like, I'm good. Hi, Jeanette. Glad you're here. You know, you might just be a person that's just like super confident and you've always been confident and you don't know where it came from, but you're like, I've always just been confident in who I am. You might be a person who is super insecure and no matter where you're starting, you have to grow from that. And if you're really insecure, you might have to work harder than someone who's naturally really confident, but you have other skills and talents that are better than someone else who's really confident. And you just have to, everyone starts where they're starting and you build up from there. But if you're impatient, you're basically telling God, I think that I know best and you're not doing what you should. And so you're not trusting in God and you're idolizing yourself because you're putting yourself higher up than God saying my way is the best way. And you're throwing a little tantrum like a toddler because you're mad that he's not doing what you want him to do. And Mariana says, I used to be so embarrassed of my Mexican accent and what would people think about me and shy or insecure about it. And I'm growing and learning that my confidence comes from God, right? And your confidence is uniquely you. It's who you are. It's how you talk. It's what you say. It's how God made you to be. And he made every single person a certain way. He has us go through certain things because we can relate to someone because we've been through it, through empathy. Like I wouldn't have traded going through the deepest, darkest pit of my life for so long. I wouldn't trade it for anything because if I didn't go through it, I would not be able to relate to anyone else who is stuck down in that deep, dark pit. Now, when I hear someone say like, I'm in the deepest pit of my life, I'm like, oh, I'm ready. Let me at you. Like, get me on the phone with you. I'm ready. I will help you. I know what to tell you. I know what to I know what you're struggling with. I know what you need to be delivered from. And it only went through my own pain because it turned to purpose. And that's what happened with you, where you're from, your accent, your age, where you live, 
God did all of that because you are to relate to someone specific. If you're Mexican, you relate to other Mexicans. If you're Polish, you relate to other Polish people. If you're a woman, you relate to other women. If you're a man, you relate to other men. And it's, if you're a mom, oh, Emmy, so cute. If you're a mom, you're going to be able to relate to other moms. And so God put you in a certain pattern, in a certain way of life, in a certain timing, okay? You're that have this quickness of, God, you're not moving fast enough. And so you're missing all of the things right here in the moment that he wants you to see because you're focused on this isn't happening. So I'm like, okay, God, my bank account isn't growing I don't have sales from this book because the book's not done and I need this to happen. And I'm focusing on this and money. We're going to talk in a minute. Money is just a byproduct of creating something that serves people. Money is not evil at all. If you focus on money, it is evil. But if you're focused on what's, what's not happening and what you want to happen, you're missing everything that's happening to you today. And God is trying to show you and tell you something today. Like today, every day, God has an assignment for you. And if you don't wake up and report to the boss and find out what your assignment is, you will never know what it is. So that's why it's so important to be present. And the devil tries to rob us of this because if he can get us thinking about a week from now or like, four days ago, when, instead of being present and focused on my vacation with my family, I was like in my head, like I wasn't super focused on it, but it was running on a record in the back of my mind of this like dreadful feeling of, oh, I have to do this podcast interview. It, and your fears might not even make sense. I mean, this fear doesn't make sense. I literally run a podcast for a living. Like this is my living right now is I have a podcast, but I'm fearful and it's stealing my joy and it's stealing my present focus by running in the back of my head of fear. So I really had to, I really had to pull it back and rein in my thinking. And this is what I'm, I really see is the main key point when you're in the valley, when you're experiencing fear, you're experiencing worry, you're stressed out, you are struggling financially, you are struggling to figure out what you're going to do in your job. Maybe you just got let go of your job. Maybe you're thinking of ending your relationship. Like you have a big thing on your mind, big stuff and little stuff. It doesn't matter what it is. It's still weighing you down and whatever's stealing your present focus and joy, whatever you're thinking about and anticipating and worrying and all of this, the, the number one thing that you need to do is you need to get your mind under control. You need to be like, okay, mind, what you're thinking about isn't accurate. And the best way that I found to do that is to quote scripture, is to look and see what does the Bible say? And for people who don't believe in the Bible and who don't think of it as the handbook to life, I feel bad for people like that because what do you base your answers on? What do you base, just... I mean, I, if I didn't have truth that I could say, look at this, I could say, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. 
sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And then I'm like, okay, yes, I'm thinking of just today. And God gives us the grace for each day. Give us this day, our daily bread, the prayer that this is our daily bread. This is what we need today to feed our souls. This is our bread for the day. Give us this day, our daily bread, not our weekly bread, our daily bread. He's giving you food for today. He's giving you grace for today. He's giving you patience for today. So if you're thinking about tomorrow, you're, you don't even have that in you. God only gives you enough for today. So you're stressing out and you forget that when you get to tomorrow, God will also be there with you. When you get to two weeks from now, when you're doing the dreadful thing, you have the court date, you have the custody battle, you have the job interview, you have the bank appointment, you're whatever you're doing, God is going to be there with you. But the devil gets you in your head thinking that you're going to be there all alone and it's not going to work and you're going to mess up and you're going to feel stupid and you're going to suck and all of these things. And it's not true. It's not who God says we are. And that's why I created the chosen and anointed apparel line because I was a person who was very insecure. I pretended like I was confident and I really faked it. But deep down, I was so insecure and I did not believe that I was chosen or anointed to do anything. I was just faking my way through it, hoping that one day I would be rich. And that's really all I was doing. I'm like, hopefully one day I'll make enough money. I'll be rich and it'll be fine. And I was like, I needed to see the words chosen and anointed all the time. And I'm really excited to announce that in about three weeks, the clothing line will be up and running, ready for sale. Uh, we not only have a few t-shirts that are the comfiest t-shirts in the whole world. I wanted them to be shirts that I was obsessed with, that I never wanted to take off, that I wanted to sleep in, that I wanted to wear during the day. <laughs> we successfully found the shirt and it is amazing. But we're also going to have some crew neck sweatshirts that are going to launch. We're going to have some kids clothes that are going to launch. And I'm just really excited because I told the guy yesterday when I was in a meeting with him, I said, he's like, bottom line, like how much money do you want to make? And I was like, I'm not doing this to get rich. I don't care about the money. I'm doing this out of a servant heart because I want other people that don't believe that they're chosen and anointed to buy a shirt and look at it all the time and think I am chosen. I am anointed. I am chosen. I am anointed. I'm not who the devil says I am. I'm not who other people said I am. I'm not who my mother-in-law says I am. I'm not who that person from high school said I was. I'm not who my ex-husband said I was. I'm not who that abuser said I was. I am chosen and I am anointed. And really, you might not have someone who inflicted trauma on you or abuse on you, but you have inflicted trauma and abuse on yourself. You might be your own abuser because for a long time I was. And I repeated that in my head, you're worthless, you're nothing, your dad left you, nobody liked you in high school, no guy ever wanted to be with you, you never had true friends, you, it, like, everyone's turned their back on you, all those friendships that ended that were toxic and people said bad things about me, that must be true. And I would just repeat this in my head over and over and they all were lies because it's not true, it's not who you are. But if you're focused on these things, then you're going to miss the assignment today. God put you in people's paths today to make a difference. 
to make an impact. God might be like, okay, I'm going to save this person and I'm going to connect them to April because I know that she has the good advice for this person. And if you're stressed out and you're thinking in the future and you ignore this person or you don't answer their calls or you don't go certain places because you're isolating yourself, then you're not able to be on the assignment for God. You're not able to do what he wants you to do. And he has this life that he wants for you. We talk about God's will. Being in God's will means that you're present in the moment today in the moment. It means that you're grateful for all the things that you have. You're in a good mood and you're taking good care of the things that God gave you already. So are you a mom? Do you have little kids? Do you have a job? Do you have a home? Do you have a car? Do you have your health? A lot of people just neglect that. Like, oh, well, here we go. No, your health, like Mariana, you working out today, that was you taking care of the temple that God gave you. You're, that's, a, that's worshiping God saying, thank you for this body. Thank you for the ability to be able to move. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to do what you want me to do so that I can live out my body and live out my life as long as possible. Michael Todd has a sermon he does. It's called Cuffed to Glut. Um, I wanted to say it was cuffed to gluttony, but I don't think that's what it is. If anyone knows what the name of it is, um, put it in the chat. April's going to find it out. <laughs> um, it's um, just type in like Muggle Todd gluttony and you'll see he has this whole message. It's like two hours long or two and a half hours long. And it's so, so, so good about taking care of your body taking care of the temple God gave you cuffed to cake. Thank you. Thank you, Brie. Cuffed to cake. I knew it was a C. I'm like, it's not cuffed to gluttony. They're all C's. Cuffed to cake. If you're someone who can't stop eating, who can't get motivated to take care of your body, who can't say no to these things, which is me. Okay. It's me. I'm not going to lie. It is. It's all of us. But if you really struggle with this, you need to listen to that sermon because he talks all about your body being a temple and God needs you to be here for a certain amount of time. And if you don't take care of your temple, it's cutting your years down. And we think like, oh, big deal. What's the difference from dying between 75 to 80? Or my grandpa just died. He was 79. Um, he died less than a year ago. He would have been 80 on July 30th. And he was so unhealthy. My mom and I were just talking about this yesterday. He, we were like, I wonder what all of his organs looked like. And my mom and I are both really like sciencey and we like to know stuff like that. So I'm like, I wish I could like see his lungs and his liver and his brain. Like the man drank a case of Budweiser daily, smoked cigarettes his entire life, ate fried food and processed food and never really cared about the food he ate. I can't even believe he lived to the age of 79, but the difference between him living from 79 to 85, he would have had six more years in his life to be around my kids. Like think of six years, your kids right now, their age, think of six years from now, how old they would be. And I just think my daughter is four. 
imagine if he would have been in her life until she was 10 or my boys are 13. Imagine if he was in their life for that much longer, the impact he could have made on their life, especially if you have someone who's devoted to Christ and someone who's devoted to making a difference in this world, like we are, and is devoted to live out their calling for God. I sure hope that by the time you're 70, you know what you want to do. <laughs> like, you know, some of us are like 30, 40, 50, 60. We're like, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And, you know, that's okay. And maybe by the time you're 70, you still won't know, but you'll know a little more than you know right now. And so imagine those lives, those years that you could have to impact people, but you're not taking care of yourself. So if you have little kids in your house, are you taking care of them? And I don't just mean making them lunch and, you know, giving them their iPad or turning on the TV or making sure they have a roof over their head and they have, you know, a warm place to sleep and a bed and all this stuff. I'm talking like other needs. Like, are you pouring into them who they are, their identity, loving them, having conversations with them about who they were created to be? and how unique they are. Are you reading the Bible with them? Are you doing devotions with them? Are you watching um, little like veggie tales? Or um, one of our favorite things to watch on YouTube is called, I always, oh, it's Superbook. I always call it Storybook and my daughter gets so mad at me. It's called Superbook. And they're little cartoon episodes and they talk about all the different stories in the Bible. Are you so busy stressing and worrying about this thing to come that you're missing these moments here where you're cooking with your kids? And for me, my bad moods stole a lot of my joy that I was home and I would cook dinner and I would think in my head, like I should ask my son, Luke, who likes to cook. I should ask him to come out of his room and ask him if he wants to make dinner with me. But I was just in such a bad mood and irritated and annoyed that I was like, no, like I do not want him in the kitchen asking me a million questions, trying to do it, not doing it right. You know, like just forget it. I'm just going to make dinner by myself and enjoy the peace and quiet. Well, my moods stole a lot of moments. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have your moments by yourself for sure. Kids are annoying. Okay. Like <laughs> they are. And sometimes you're like, please get out of my face. Like, please just give me a couple minutes to myself. You need a couple minutes to yourself. You need a couple days to yourself. You probably need a weekend to yourself at this point or a week by yourself. <laughs> but you just, is your mood stealing that from you though? And if you're in a bad mood, I've done a podcast before, scroll down and look for it. It says bad mood. Um, if your mood is really stealing this joy from you and I write about it in my book, like what can you do to change your mood? Because your mood is what's hindering you. You're irritated and that's what's causing the divide in your family. That's what's causing the marital issues, the lack of communication. That's what's causing a wedge between you and your children. It's what's causing you to isolate. Like it's what you're eating. It's what you're doing. It's what you're watching. It's what you're putting in. It's what you're not praying about. Maybe you need to see a therapist. Maybe you need to get on medication. I am a person about natural health, but I'm also a person that if your brain isn't doing what it's supposed to do, there is no shame in that. There is no condemnation in that of, oh, you're a loser. You can't do this on your own. If you're coping and you're in a bad mood, so you're just going to smoke a little or drink a little that I've been sober now for 31 days. 
Today is 31 days of being completely sober. I've gone on two vacations and I haven't drank or done anything. I've been totally stone sober, not stoned. <laughs> I've been unstoned sober. And the way that I feel is, is absolutely incredible. I was talking to my mom about this last night. I never, ever, ever realized how much substances affected my brain after I wasn't using anything and how it was actually a depressant when I was drinking. And so I would drink a little because I was irritated. Like, I'm just going to have a glass of wine. I'm going to chill out. I'm going to have this. I never was like an alcoholic. I didn't like ruin my family because I was drinking every day. Like I just drink like a normal mom would drink. Like, oh sure, I'll have a margarita. Sure, I'll have a couple glasses of wine. Sure, I'll have this craft beer. But what it did for me is when I realized that I was reaching for those things, not because I was in a good mood and it was fun and I just wanted to have a drink. I was reaching for these things to cope because I was irritated. I was in a bad mood. And I was like, I need a glass of wine. Get out of my face, go in your room, give me an hour and then come back down. And that's not the right way to do it. You should be coping with Jesus. You, I'm not saying wine is bad or drinking is bad because if you don't feel convicted to stop, then maybe that's not a vice for you. Maybe that's not a problem for you. Maybe you feel convicted to stop about something like being disrespectful to your husband or eating the cake or doing something different, you know, or over shopping. It doesn't have to just be the substance but it is something that we're using to cope. And it's also something that takes our focus off of Jesus and onto something else. So maybe you're not idolizing yourself anymore, but now you're idolizing the glass of wine. And you're thinking, this is going to help me. You're putting the wine on a higher pedestal than God, because you're saying, this is going to help me more than God's going to help me. Instead, learn to take 15 minutes and read your Bible or to go online. My favorite thing to do is to go on Google I type in, what does the Bible say about being sober? What does the Bible say about temptation? What does the Bible say about being in a bad mood? And my favorite website to go to is Open Bible. So it'll just come up in the search. I love Open Bible because it gives you like every verse. It's super easy to see and read and there's no ads. You don't have to like navigate or press next. Like it's all right there and just read it. Like, that's what I have to do when my mind is racing and I'm like, okay, we need to have a conversation. Your mind is what needs to change when you're in the valley and it starts to spin and your brain is going to start reaching for everything. Like I, I need a drink. I need to smoke. I need to take a nap. I need to eat these chips. I need to go out to eat. I need to go shopping. I need to, it, it's just going to be like panicking, trying to do anything it can to get you to feel better. And so what you need to do is like, okay, bring it in spend a couple of minutes praying. That's what I, this is exactly what I did. I was stressed about this podcast. I was actually, I was avoiding even thinking about it. I woke up at seven 30 this morning because I was going to read my Bible and prepare myself for my call this morning. And for the podcast, I know I'd feel better if I woke up and spent time with God, but I woke up, I started my coffee. I went back in bed. I grabbed my phone and I just started scrolling on Instagram. And as I was scrolling, I was thinking, okay, I really need to be in my study. I really need to be reading my Bible. I really need to be preparing. And I was worrying at the same time. I was like, oh my gosh, the, the dread of this podcast. I don't want to do this. And maybe I could back out and, and I have, oh, I have this call in the morning and then I have the podcast and I have this event tonight that I don't want to do. 
And I was just like racing, but I was just scrolling and just avoiding this whole thing altogether. And so I was like, okay, stop scrolling. I need to go get my Bible. And I, before I opened my Bible, I spent a couple minutes and I just prayed, God, take away my anxiety, take away this fear. I know I'm chosen. I know I'm anointed. I know you have big things for my life. I am just stressing out. The devil is in my head. I know that I'm going to kill it on this podcast interview. I know I'm going to kill it in this morning call. I know that the day is going to go amazing. Be with me. Help me to stay focused on each thing. And then I started thinking of who is the person that I'm serving? Because when I can take the, the focus off of me and I can put it onto someone else, I feel better. So when I'm thinking all about me, like, I need to perform. I need to answer the questions. I need to show up. That's a lot of stress for me. But if I can think of who is the person that I'm serving, I actually feel a lot better. So I started thinking about all of you and I'm like, God, thank you for bringing me through the valley. Thank you for letting me go through this experience and be relatable to all of these women. And when I'm on this podcast today and I'm doing this interview, Help me to think of all of these women who need to hear what I'm going to say. Connect me with the women that I know I can help. And I just started praying for all of you. And I don't know, maybe 10 minutes, I just sat there in prayer and I was just praying and praying and praying. And I realized that you, we all want to, we all want to serve because like I said, money is a byproduct of serving people. And let's like, let's face it. We need to make money. <laughs> we have bills. We have needs, we have things. You can't just not have any money. You, you have to provide, you have to have some sort of money. But in order to make the money, it's because you're serving and you're doing something that's in your element. But you can't serve until you know what you're doing and who you're serving. So every year around Christmas, my husband's family has this idea of let's go volunteer somewhere. And then the question is like, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And we can never figure that out. And so we just don't ever do anything. We're like, oh, whatever. Now it's December 20th. Like we'll just do it next year. And because we don't know who we're serving and we don't know what we're doing. And so in order to know what you're doing and who you're serving, you can't find that out until you know your gifts and what you like to do and what you were created to do. And you can't find out what you were created to do until you spend time with the creator learning his will for your life. And so when you remain in his will, which is being in a good mood, being present, being grateful and taking care of the things that he has already given you and you do it cheerfully, he will reveal to you over time and it will all come together. Don't think about how, how is he going to reveal it to me? Will I know when he reveals it to me? How long until he reveals it to me? None of that is your business. Your future is actually not even your business. Yes, we need to have vision and we need to have this excitement in us of this is where we're going and this is what we want. And I can't imagine one day like writing a best-selling book and being on stage, motivating people. Yeah, we need to have that in the back of our minds for sure. But if God wants to change that, he will. And what sense is it for us to worry and think and plot, plan and scheme about our futures when God can be like, you're not doing that. Like, no, shift, you're going over here. 
I mean, really, I mean, we build these lives and we think about who we're going to marry and our kids, where we're going to live and where we're going to work and all of this stuff. And it's really just robbing us from right now. (laughs) Tina, I feel like you're in my head. It's not me. It's not me in your head. It's God in your head because I told the Holy Spirit to speak through me and to tell everyone what they need to hear. And so you need to remain, you need to remain in him. So it's spending time talking to him, like in prayer. Prayer should not be a last resort of like, oh, well, all we can do is pray. That's saying to like a starving person, like all we can do is eat. Like, that's great news. That's great news. Like I'm starving and we're going to eat and this is perfect. Prayer is what God wants us to do. Spend time talking to him. He already knows what's in your heart. So you don't have to be ashamed or worried or you're hiding from God because you don't want to confront him and tell him how you really feel. You can give it to God. Like you can tell him how it is. You can tell him how you feel like this isn't fair. And I don't like this. And I can't believe you're not showing up. And I can't believe you're not fixing this. And do you even hear me? And are you even there? Like you can talk to him like that. He can handle it. I promise you he can't. You don't have to pray like, our father who art in heaven. Like, no, you can be like, God, I'm mad at you because you're not changing this and I don't know how to handle it. And I'm upset and I'm scared and I'm worried. And you say that you're there, but I don't feel you. So this is me showing up, hoping that I feel your presence. So if you're there, show me you're here. Show me the next thing to do. Tell me my next step. Give me a sign that you're here. Like you can talk to God like that, spending time with him, spending time reading his words. So when you can look at the scripture and you can see this is what it says, then you feel better because you're like, this is the truth. These are the words. You know, when you don't have that as your basis in your handbook to life, it just goes on feelings or goes on what you've been taught or what you've been told to believe, which a lot of the things that we've were raised to believe are limiting beliefs. Like you have to work really hard to make money. No, you actually don't. Who says you can't make money if you're not super stressed out? You can make money and not be stressed. There's lots of things that we do, just like the limiting belief of you need to set a deadline and a goal. You need to be goal oriented or else you're lazy and you're a loser. Like you have to have a goal. And then we're in this culture, this hustle culture, that's like, what's your next goal? What's the deadline? Like how, when is this going to change? When is the next thing going to be here? You want that next rank? You want that next paycheck? You want that next promotion at work? You want that next career? You want that next house? Well, how long? I mean, people do that even when you're pregnant. Like, oh, are you going to have another baby? When's the next one coming? Like, it's kind of like people around us are kind of, and they don't, they don't do it with bad intentions. They're just conversation. It's how they were raised. It's how they talk. But everyone's always talking about the next thing. Like, what are you doing? When's the next, when's the next thing? When are you getting married? When are you having your first kid? Like, it's just constant. And so if you're, especially if you're surrounded in a hustle culture, like for me in my last industry that I was in, I was surrounded by these like hustle vultures that were like hustle, hustle, like everything was about hustling. And so it was so hard for me to have a different viewpoint when everyone around me was in this hustle, hustle, hustle chant. And it was hard to not drink the Kool-Aid when I was in the chant. And so 
you know, I had to, I had to step away because I'm like, I, I can't do this hustle anymore. I can't be still and let God run my life. I can't be present and be in God's will when I have this stress and this worry. And I wasn't fortunate. A lot of people think that's like, I wasn't fortunate where I could, like, it was easy for me to quit doing that. I was making a bunch of money and I was the breadwinner for my family and I stopped doing it. It, it wasn't easy to leave. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, I had another opportunity that was going to pay me the same amount. So I'll just switch from one thing to the next. I quit to quit. Like there was no money. There is zero income coming in. Like there was nothing there. And that was scary, but God blessed me through every single step of it because I felt his calling on my life. He was revealing to me, I want you to change. I want you to do something different. So it's spending time talking to him. It's spending time reading his word and it's spending time with his people. If you're with worldly people, you're going to become worldly people. We tell our kids that all the time. Like, be careful who you hang out with. It'll corrupt your character. It's the same thing with us. If you're not spending time with his people, you, you won't have that community. And that's why we created this community on here where we can all get on the podcast where we can all be together on here. If you want to get on live, you have the opportunity to do that. Just click on the link in my bio on Instagram and you can join us live and get the email with the Zoom ID and the times and all of that. This is why we created this so that our like-minded people could be grouped together, but it's not enough. You have to get plugged into a church. Into a church, it's, it's not about the building. It's not about the speaker, the pastor, the priest, the whatever. It's about the people. The people are the church. You have to be around his people because that's who's going to love on you. That's who's going to encourage you. That's who's going to tell you the truth, biblical teachings, biblical truth, being in classes, being in community, having someone else to pray for you. I never would have gotten out of the valley if it wasn't for my people. You people, bye Melanie, you people, but also my church people. You know, that's a really big thing. And Satan is out to get us at every chance he can. Every chance he can, he's out to get us constantly. This constant tug of war battle with our souls that the devil wants to take us down. And so Ephesians 5.15 says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. So making the best use of your time, how are you making the best use of your time? Are you spending your time worrying and stressing and living in the future or are you living in the present? That's what you really need to think about today is, are my thoughts reflecting the present thoughts that I should be having or are my thoughts reflecting future thoughts? Are you thinking about today? Who's around you? What you need to take care of? What you need to thank God for? what you need to cheerfully steward over and say, thank you for this. Thank you for this body. Thank you for this family. Thank you for these clothes. Thank you for this business that I'm starting. Thank you for this dream, for this vision I have today. Thank you for this prayer. Thank you for this time with me. You know, the God of the universe of everything takes time to spend it with you, with you. Like how chosen and anointed are you that he takes time to always answer, knock and the door should open. 
ask and you shall receive. God is always there when you need him. And, and I cannot deny that. I could never, you could never convince me that there's no God because I've experienced him. I've experienced the feeling, the comfort, pulling me out of the valley, step-by-step step revealing to me the plan. I've experienced it all and you will too, but you have to get your mind under control. Reading scripture, staying in his word, staying around his people. And if you can't shut up your mind, and in the times when I was in my deepest valley where my mind was just spinning and spinning and spinning, the best thing that I could do is listen to other sermons, listen to books. I would listen all day long. I would read a book a day. I would just have it on my audio account, on my Audible account, listening to the audio version of the book. And I would just listen to it all day, putting the goodness in my brain. I love all four books by Florence Scovel Shin. She's like my favorite author ever. Um, so good to just play in the background. I listened to a book called Present Over Perfect because I needed help um, being present and not being a perfectionist. And on my highlights on my Instagram, I have a lot of the books that I've read that are right on there that you can go to and you can see and you can go through them. And then the best thing to do if you're looking for the next book to listen to or the next book to read or what is it, pray that God brings it to you. God, what is my next book? What is my next thing that you want me to listen to? Or go to my podcast channel and pray, God, bring me to whatever episode you think I need to listen to and scroll through and whatever one you feel connected to your spirit, click on it and listen to it. Listen to me all day long if you have to. Listen to Michael Todd. Listen to all of his sermons. Like just put the goodness in your brain and stop your negative thinking and stop your future thinking. Think of the present. Think of being in God's will, of living this life for today on the assignment that he has for you today. Because when you do spend time with him, you're going to learn who you are and who you were created to be. Then you can plug your gifts in to serve and you'll know what you're doing. You'll know how you're doing it. And because you're serving, you'll receive money for it. So the world says to love money and to focus on money and to build your life around money. But Hebrews 13, five says, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And the famous scripture of seek first the kingdom and all will be added. That's what you do. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first God. He will reveal his plan. He will reveal who you are, your identity, your gifts, where you're supposed to be, your servants, and all of it will happen. All of it will turn out for good and the future will unfold itself. You won't have to unfold the future. It's way more fun. It's way easier. And you live a life of fulfillment and freedom and happiness where you're not crying, begging God to change your life. You're not feeling depressed. You're not feeling anxious. You're not coping with drugs and alcohol. You feel happy and free and alive and purposeful. That's the life God intended us to live. So I hope that you can truly hold on to that. Spend some time with God. If you need anything at all, if you need a little bit of advice, if you need a little bit of pick-me-up, if you need a book recommendation, if you just want to pick my brain, anything, please message me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi. I would love to talk to you um, for free just to talk sister to sister. I'm always available. Don't let the devil get in your head and think she's too busy. She doesn't want to talk to me. I'm annoying because none of that is true. 
Okay. He just wants to isolate you. So you're by yourself and he can get you all the yourself. No, we're not going to do that. Okay. So reach out if you need help, extend your hand. I'll be there to help you. I love you all. Thank you for being on here live and have a great week. And I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much in Jesus's holy name. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.